Hello, everybody. Welcome to Mindful Metal Jacket. It's Joe List. Welcome to the episode that almost didn't happen. That's right, folks. This child was almost aborted. Um, <clears throat> too far? Too weird? Whatever. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, yes, welcome. Happy election week. I am recording this on Tuesday evening, so don't know what's happening with the country by the time you listen to this on Thursday or whenever you listen to it. Perhaps you'll listen on Friday or Saturday or 2025 or 2040. Hopefully we're still here. Then perhaps that depends on what happened the night I'm recording this. Who knows, right? We'll see, said the Zen master. You know what I mean? We'll see. The old adage, how do you make God laugh? Tell him your plans for the future. It's unwritten. Important to remember that. Hmm? Anyways, this is a weird intro, isn't it? Well, oh, I can hear my beeper going off. My lovely wife is baking some chicken or frying some, I don't know what you call it. She put it in the oven. I don't know. But uh, I wanted to record this intro. I did a last minute podcast with Steve Rogers. I wasn't going to do an episode this week. I'll explain this in the regular body of the podcast, but um was going to skip this week. And then I felt uh, immoral skipping election week since it's such a stressful week for so many people for one reason or another. So here we are. I called up Steve Rogers last minute and said, hey, you want to do a podcast in like 15 minutes? He was game. And what a pleasure it was. Uh, Steve Rogers, if you don't know him, please go know him. I think his social media is I am Steve Rogers, I believe. Um, he's working on an album. He has a late night. He's performing all over the city. The guy's a hustler and just a great guy to be around. It's uh, the first repeat guest on the podcast he was one of the early episodes we recorded in person pre-COVID, so a lot's changed. We talk about that. And um, he's a great laugher and a funny guy. So it's a funny episode. It's one of my favorite episodes. I am proud of it. And uh, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you get a lot out of it. I want to... Um, I'm not getting paid to uh, promote it, but I really am loving this book by a woman named Catherine Price called How to Break Up With Your Phone. And uh, we're trying to get her on the podcast. I'm hoping she'll be a future guest uh, because this book is fantastic. I heard her on a podcast and um, I'll bring it up because it's just next to me. And so I'm really working on my phone and trying to be part of society's solution of avoiding so much social social media time on the phone. And um, we talk about this book a little bit um, as well. Anyways, I'm really proud of this episode is what I was going to say. I think it was really good one. I enjoyed the hell out of it. And I think you will too. Um, and I highly recommend this book, How to Break Up with Your Phone by Catherine Price. And um, <clears throat> uh, Sam Harris makes a surprise impromptu um, appearance on this podcast. Please nobody tell him. We don't want to get sued. But um, I highly recommend his app, Waking Up. It's my favorite thing of all the books and apps and things. I recommend that one the most. And so I hope you enjoy this episode. I want to do a couple of plugs. First of all, please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Mindful Metal Jacket, go subscribe. Leave a nice review. So many of the reviews are touching. Five-star review. And um, yeah, the reviews are so so kind, and I appreciate all the messages and all the emails. Uh, it's hard to really know how many people are listening or if it's having a meaningful impact, but a lot of people have reached out and said it is, so I thank you. It means a lot to me, and um, I just really appreciate it. So um, if you want to contribute to the show, uh, you're welcome to. Uh, my Venmo is at Joe List Comedy. It looks like a lot of shows are going to start getting canceled and head back. Um, we have to head back indoors and a lot of places aren't allowing the indoor shows or a lot are just having 25%. So if you wanted to do that, that would be great. But certainly I need subscriptions, reviews, and kind words more than I need um, your money. But I thought I'd throw it out there because some people have extra that they like to contribute. So please 
forgive me for even mentioning it. And um, I do hate myself. And Royersford, Pennsylvania, if you're in that area, I'll be there Wednesday, November 11th. Veterans Day and Friday, November 13th, Millersville, Pennsylvania. And as of now, I will be in Foxborough, Massachusetts, November 28th, day after Thanksgiving. We're going to do an early show because I think there's like a curfew or something because COVID, you get COVID at night, but not during the day. But I digress. Um, and of course, you can follow me at Joe List Comedy on Instagram. But I'm trying to avoid that. I'm trying to break up with my phone. And um, here's a hot quote that's taken from Pema Chodron, who I've quoted a lot here. And uh, this one is used as an example in Chapter 10 of How to Break Up With Your Phone, titled How to Take Back Your Life. And Steve and I touch on um, the contents of this quote. We learn to stay with the uneasiness, the tightening, the itch of our cravings. We train in sitting still with our desire to scratch. This is how we learn to stop the chain reaction of habitual patterns that otherwise will rule our lives. You heard it here, folks. Put the phone away. I mean, listen to this podcast on your phone, but don't look at your phone while listening. Put it away. Reach out to some friends. Parentheses with your phone. Be with yourself. Be kind to yourself. Thank you for listening. Enjoy this conversation with Steve Rogers. I love you. <clears throat> I'm recording. We're here. This is <laughs> this is something. This is historic. Historic. That's right. Uh, Steve Rogers never looked more age- Asian ever. <laughs> I mean, you look- is it? insultingly Asian. Like if, if I drew you Asian people, would be upset with me. I, I would get canceled for having my own face. Can you see through that? Yeah. Yeah. This is, I, I don't know if you, this is a compliment. It gets squinnier. The more happy I am like this more I'm smiling, the more squinny I get. I don't think you could say squinty after we say <laughs> now we're really going to get canceled. Open your eyes as round as they can go as big. Oh, there you go. Wow. You got, you can do a cartoon. Cause I can't do that. I can't get where like the whites of my eyes are. I see a lot of white, but I can't get it where like the white is over the pupil. Oh, well, I think decent enough. Maybe it's the angle that we're looking into our cameras. It's all about the angle. That's what I heard sexually. <laughs> It's all angle. Uh, but who am I talking to? I mean, I'm talking to Big Dick Rogers here. <laughs> yeah, I don't need angle. <laughs> you don't need anything. You're just girth. Whatever. <laughs> uh, well, so people, oh, I encourage people to go to YouTube so you can see what Steve's eyes look like. <laughs> uh, the podcast is available on YouTube. This is this is historic in that it's, it's very last minute. This is basically a phone call. Where we're yeah. just together to catch up, but I wasn't going to do an episode this week <laughs> because I've been out in Seattle with my, my best pal, Derek and his family mm-hmm. and was just on vacation. And I, I was off the grid. Basically I, I was just hanging out with off by off the grid. I mean, I was checking my Instagram 25 times a day, <laughs> 70, but I wasn't going to record and I I emailed the producer and said, Hey, can I skip a week? Because I'm out in Seattle. I'm trying to spend time with family here and be present. I'm reading this book, how to break up with your phone, which I I recommend by Catherine price, who I think I'm going to have on the podcast. By the way, I have a winning Connecticut scratch ticket as my bookmark. (laughs) That's from when we were together. That's right. Yeah, I still haven't cashed it. I'm going to hold on to it (laughs) until it expires and be upset. But anyways, I want to get to you. I want to let you speak here. But so I wasn't going to do an episode. Then I came home Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm sitting here. It's election. And all I could see is everyone's like, I'm freaking out. They're they're boarding up houses and buildings. And I said, what am I? Well, I can't skip the week of election fatigue, all that bullshit. Right. I said, let me call someone who is definitely available. Um, and we'll be willing. So I, I texted you and lo and behold, I don't know what that means. Here you are. You're like, Hey, what's next to not, no episode. The one, if I could just get one little bump up from nothing. Get Steve Rogers. Well, I'm, I'm honored. I, I, I'm excited to, uh, to talk to you. You, in all honesty, I, I'm, I, 
needed this phone call or whatever you want to call it. I needed this so badly. I'm so glad uh, that you you uh, asked me. So how how are you doing? Like so, this is going to come out Thursday, and people okay. many people will hear it maybe years later, months later. But we're recording it at 4:48 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on election night 2020. Yes, we've been thinking about people have been thinking about this, talking about this, obsessing about it since election night 2016. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a big buildup. And I feel, like I said, a little weird because I mean, I watched no news for seven days. I looked at no feed other than, you know, my likes or emails and stuff. So I felt removed and I landed here and I'm like, let me see what's going on. And it's fucking, Oh my God. My, my mother just is in the basement. My dad's tied up. My, my father's gay, the whole thing. Well, it's like, I've been avoiding the news as well, but it still gets you because everyone else is watching it. And then you get a word of mouth from them. So it's no, there's no escaping it. And it's just been this huge dark cloud above everybody. It's terrifying. Yeah. And it's weird. Cause again, not only was I not looking at news and stuff, I was hanging with children who don't even know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> like they're not. And this is the thing that I never realized with kids. Are you thinking about having kids or what's going on over there? I, uh, I'm not, I, I see it happening, but I'm not in the planning stages or anything like that. Yeah, you would like to have a kid. Yeah. People will say to guys like us, like, you'd be a good dad. And I always find it a little insulting because I think they think our jokes are stupid. I have a problem with 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 that. I think that's the only problem I have with someone saying I'm a good dad is they mean my sense of humor. And it makes me feel like uh, I do dumb things. Like my jokes are Basically, what you just said—they just—it feels so insulting. Yeah, I do. I mean, I do a bit about it, uh, but yeah, I do it all the time because I'm always pulling my thumbs off and and fake falling and bumping my right. head. People are like it'd be a good dad, and I'm like, ah, I think I'm just <laughs> hilarious. But sure, I mean, yeah, maybe they're saying they love us and they didn't know how to us to say it. Yeah, we might actually be taking probably the nicest compliment ever. And just taking it to heart. That's something we do. Yeah, you. They, they're telling us we uh, protect them from the cruel world, but we take it as uh, horrible humor. Well, so here's what I was going to say about it. And I've never, I've always been, you know, against kids for a variety of reasons, or whatever. But what I never realized is I was spending time with my my niece and nephew, and you. I'm always like in my mind, I'm like, kids, what are you crazy? I'm so anxious. I'm losing my mind all the time. I'm worried about climate change and the election and my father hates me and whatever and money and show business. And am I gay? Am I not gay? Is my wife hate me? Am I fat? All these things. And I'm like, if he threw kids on that, my God. And I didn't realize till this week because I was spending so much time with these kids is that that turns the volume down on all the other things. Instead of being like, how am I going to worry about, you know, um, having a panic attack on the train or, or you know, uh, of a mean comment on Instagram while also with a kid? And the answer, I realize, is you're not thinking about those things because you're with the kid. You're right. listening to the kid. Like, the, you know, someone writes like, you suck and you're fucking, you're ugly. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then as I'm looking at it, literally, I hear like, hey, Uncle Joe, can you do it? <laughs> and so you're like, oh, yeah, let me put that away. What is it? Right. And instead, I'm listening to a four-year-old. And so I might have a kid just to deal with fucking social media <laughs> trolls. You know what I mean? I'm like, and then I leave them and I'm back here. And right away, I'm worried about how many likes my dumb video got again. I It's, it's funny. You saying that makes me wonder if that's where... Uh, empty nesters that's why they're so worried about an empty nest like when parents are like oh the last kid left now we have just life to worry about it's just a theory i don't know but because because it's easy to be like like you're saying like if i have a kid and then i i I lost a gig or whatever I, i can be like well at least my kid's okay so they're the most important thing now. So everything is dialed down. So maybe I, I agree a hundred percent, but yeah, I think so. And I think that's part of the issue too here is that they're like, uh, by the way, I'm not, I'm not going to run out and have a kid or, or whatever. I mean, I don't even want to have sex with my wife, but <laughs> I'm saying no, that's a joke, but the, the, I'm not saying like, Oh, I got to have kids or whatever, but it was a thing of like, Oh, I see 
more clearly now. And I understand too, these are, it's, I'm also there for seven days and they're right. not my kids. So I can also right. be like, let's fucking stay up all night. I mean, eat as much chocolate as you want, which was fun by the, cause I was there for Halloween and I was like tonight, no rules, no one asked permission <laughs> about any food. If you want candy, you eat it. And what's fun is you say it because what are the parents going to do there? You right. know, I, I got authority too. I'm uncle. Yeah. I'm in town. <laughs> so they're just like, Oh Jesus. And you're like, that's right. And then I started challenging them. I'm like, stay up till 11. I want everyone to eat candy after 11. And they're wow. And so our eight and four. Uh, so it was fun to be like, it's 1058. Get your candy ready. <laughs> and like, I mean, they had the time of their lives. Um, but I, I've never been less stressed in my life until today. Right. Now I'm back and now I'm, I'm stressed out. Of course. It's always waiting for you when you get back. Yeah, I guess wherever you go, there you are. Yeah. Um, but how are you doing? I mean, is your stress directly related to election? I mean, by the time that people hear this, it'll be the election. Well, election night will be over. I don't think right. the thing is going to be over, but yeah, I don't either. There's, I think it's, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's directly that, but, uh, certainly the weight of this election is, is obvious. Like it's more so than anyone in my life. So, and probably a lot of people's lives that are even older than me, but it's like, this one's clear, like super important. And it's just that, that uh, scares the hell out of me. And then uh, not knowing, cause like usually you would know, like, you know, when you're going to know, and this one, we don't know the, there's still a pandemic. There's still, uh, up in the air about, uh, comedy. And I found that like, I'm trying to write new jokes and like get new material together. And it's like, I can't even get myself to write. And I'm like, am I trying to, con I'm trying to realize what I'm trying to control after something you and I've talked about is I think I'm desperate for control because this election is anything, but something that we can. Well, so many of these things. Yeah. So that was a, a hot piece of advice I dropped on you. Yes. I uh, loved it so much that I think I've said before on the podcast, but it bears saying again, I think I said it maybe in the Anya Marina episode, but um, I can't really remember, but yeah, anytime you're angry, stressed, upset, depressed, whatever it is, anxious, basically anxious or angry, those two main ones, <laughs> that you have to ask yourself, what am I trying to control right now? Right. And it's usually something, how somebody feels about you, how somebody is perceiving your whatever, the election, the climate change, disease, your penis size, which is not an <laughs> issue for you, but many of us, uh, <laughs> or whatever it is, you're trying to undo something that that is. Yeah. And it really is helpful because that it's almost always that. It, it's just you're trying to make someone you know, again, like see your, your, your genius or your brilliance or somebody, right. to, you know, stop fucking tweeting at you or somebody to stop whatever it is. Somebody that you wants to have, you want someone to have sex with you that doesn't want to have sex with you, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I never have that problem, something. but, uh, <laughs> I, I think I like, yeah, I think, um, I want security and, and new material or something. I, I'm still trying to figure it out where I'm just like, like I have nothing. And it's like, why am I even worried about this? Like it's uh it's interesting. And I notice I'm ne more negative lately and trying to work on uh, uh, filtering negative thoughts out. It's a whole, I'm working on a whole lot. Yeah. But. It's a constant, um, struggle but that's where uh mindfulness comes in and is so helpful to be like oh okay, yeah that's just a thought don't attach to those thoughts don't connect with those thoughts fear right. is just fear my thoughts are not reality that whole thing yeah um but it is difficult and i i have it even like i said i was out in seattle hanging out with my niece and nephew trying to be present trying to be of service and try to get out of my own head and what's good for yeah. me and trying to go what's good for them what's how am i how can i be of service to them how can I create yes. good memories for them? How can I, you know, make right. it fun for them and then give a break to my, my friend and his wife. Um, but then even then I would like go upstairs. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta pee. I remove from the situation. I go up to mm -hmm. piss and I'm literally, there's like a mirror in front of their thing. And I'm like, look at your teeth. Look yeah. at you. Look at you. You fucking piece of shit. You're right. ignoring emails. You're not writing. You're not right. even recording your podcast. And 
it's amazing. And I, and I come back to, I go, okay, that's just my anxiety. It's my thing. And I go back downstairs and present again with them, but you're like just a moment by ourselves. You have that. Yeah. We were just, uh, Caitlin and I, uh, we were just in Utah when hiking, like the whole time we were there during the day and it was the most beautiful thing ever. It's like, I'm with this person who I love. This is the most incredible. I like, I've never seen desert or canyons in my life. So it's just like unbelievably beautiful, no thoughts in my mind. And then it's like, well, how do I get to this place all, all the time? This is now the goal. And it's, it's so easy to to say and so hard to figure out well also it's not um practical it's not right it doesn't make sense it's not pragmatic and in that you're even creating that's just creating another thing that you feel like you need (laughs) for happiness good point it's like saying it's the same as going if i just had a million dollars if i just did the set of the tonight show oh wow and that's not how life work you can't just live at peak i mean obviously you're gonna feel better when you're in the grand canyon than when you're in you know (laughs) queens right you live in bushwick you know like walking from (laughs) the subway to home in bushwick you're gonna be like okay i'm almost home but let me just be aware of the situation who's around you know as opposed to in you know palm springs you're gonna be like all right i'm I'm soaking (laughs) in some rays i'm at a you know it's the same it's like you know you can't my therapy, I always talk about this on the podcast too. You're, we have this, we do it in comedy with audiences too, where you're like, this joke killed so hard that night. And you're like, well, that's a different group of people. Right. Um, but you're never like, you're, if you're a, a, set, a TV set that you're killing, you're not going to be mm-hmm. in the same mood as if you're visiting your grandfather in the hospital. You know, it's like, right. It's like right. standing at your grandfather's deathbed and being like, God, I just want to have that Utah feeling right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm standing, he's flatlined and I'm just taking a deep breath and just going, man, it's beautiful. <laughs> well, <laughs> Get you my could, picture with this. You could take yeah. that <laughs> angle too. It is beautiful to watch, you know, life escape from a soul or a spirit or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that, I, that's sort of not that level. I don't want to get to that far where it's like, I don't, I don't know what it is. I'm trying to figure out, like, I'm trying to find the, the appreciation in every situation is, is something I'd like to reach, but maybe it isn't realistic. Maybe that's uh, I I'd rather not have it always in hindsight. I'd like to appreciate moments when they're there as, as, as I guess what I'm saying. Yeah. That's that, that is that's the goal. I understand yeah. that. If that's what you mean is to yeah. be present and um, yeah, to be present and experiencing it. Cause you, that's the thing with mindfulness too, is is experiencing anger, depression, sadness as what it is, as an appearance in consciousness Yeah, and to be present with it where often we try to uh, escape from that, to get rid of that, which just right. makes it worse and is futile instead of just sitting there and being like, okay, um, I'm anxious right now. Why am I anxious? And then what I like to do is and we've talked about before is like get in touch with the physical sensations of anxiety. Mm, I haven't heard about this. So that, well, that instead of you're having anxiety, so you start going, oh, I'm freaking out. I'm dying. Or this is happening. You can sit and go, okay, what's really happening. I, my hands are tingly my heart's beating a little faster. Uh, my vision is a little blurred. However, anxiety manifests for you. You're like, my thoughts are right. racing. Those are just thoughts. I'm having multiple thoughts. That's what anxiety feels like. My leg is yeah. shaking. <laughs> and if you break That's it down to just physical things, experiences, it takes some yeah. of the teeth out of it, I think. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I... um. Yeah. Like I said, I've been trying to do that with, uh, I get angry lately and I don't know why I'm trying to figure that out. And when you, when there's no clear reason, it makes you angrier or at least it makes me angrier. So that energy just builds. 
Yeah, I have that too. You, by the way, you're giving me nothing here. I, I'm doing all the talking. Oh, all the lifting. I thought I, I'm like, hey, I'm on fire. And then I, <laughs> I thought I was, no, I'm giving nothing. No, no, you're great. I'm just like, this is what, this is what's really happening. See, this is mindfulness. I'm sitting here going, I'm a blowhard asshole. I keep talking. I'm just yammering on. I always, every time I do a podcast, I visualize a pie chart of who's doing the talking. And I'm like, oh, oh. God, it's 97 to three. It's a big, dumb Joe pie. You're a little big dick. I mean, sliver. <laughs> I see it as this is, I'm having a great time, but, but worried that I'm not giving you anything, but uh, now I'm extra worried. <laughs> well, I'm trying to play tennis. I'm just serving aces over here. I, I, well, I have, what, what advice do, do I have for you? <laughs> I don't know. That's what I'm looking for. Give me something, <laughs> stick something in my ass over here. All right. I mean, I'll, it'll be a sliver again, but um <laughs> no, but wait, I nothing. think we were going somewhere. I think we were going somewhere here. We what were. Did what did you say? I, I did the whole thing. <laughs> we were. I thought I was doing great. And now, now I'm in my head. Uh, wait, what I, was the last thing you said? Because I started to say something. I oh, was the anger. The anger. Yeah. You're having anger. And okay. So the, I, I have the same issue. I'm getting angry at you. Yeah. Uh, it's mutual. <laughs> um so i'm joking and you you do have to sit down and go like what am i really angry at because sometimes i'll have it where i get angry where i just feel myself i'm living i'm walking around doing whatever it just feels like a normal day and then you know the game is starting and i'm trying to turn the tv on i gotta get it from hdmi 2 to hdmi 1 and it takes too long and i'm like you fucking yes yes and you have to have that moment of like well that seems like it's about more than switching (laughs) hdmi yes i'll here's here's uh we'll take it from a slither sliver to a branch at at least not too big of a branch no, 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 no. Let's be honest. No, I mean, that that's in between my legs. Anyways, uh, I have uh, been doing soul cycle with my girlfriend and oh, it gets worse. <laughs> okay. I'm listening. Um, and uh, we do it. It's in a tent outside in a parking lot in Long Island. Sounds intense. Right? And, the whole reason I do it is because they literally lock your feet into the pedals and it's like, I have nowhere to go, but be in this class on this bike and do this exercise. I'm literally locked in. There's no way out of this exercise. And, uh, I mean, there is, but it would be embarrassing. So I'm driving us there this morning and we get there the whole way. It's a great ride. Caitlin and I are are riffing and stuff. We get to the turn into the parking lot and a van comes out to a point where I can't make the turn into this lot. So I miss the turn and it went from a great morning to, I was frustrated. I couldn't react in time. I, then I missed like three more turns. I take, I throw my hat off behind me and then i i take my my sunglasses off and i'm like breaking them in my hand and caitlin goes man that changed quickly and she's like we're gonna make it on time i'm like whatever and i like went the total opposite direction and then we weren't talking and we just did i it was the most uncomfortable class i've done i'm just pedaling behind my girlfriend going she hates me and everything and it just turned in two seconds from missing one turn where I, you could just turn around First, first and foremost, were you in disguise in the car? Why'd you have a hat and glasses on? Like, I peeled off my mustache, took off my overcoat. Yeah, it was an Abe Lincoln hat. The sunglasses had uh, mutton chops attached to them. Yeah. Took off my gold chain. I took my nose ring out. Yeah, I got the gold the teeth. I removed the golden dentures. Oh, man. Uh no, it was no, just cool. I feel the same way. And it does, it changes even when the anger is not directed towards who you're with, it changes the vibe. Right. Like, I mean, the per- it feels this weird thing, no matter who you're with, with your, your mother or a buddy or a girlfriend or a wife or a kid, whatever it is. Once someone who I do it all the time is like, fuck 
fuck? What the fucking? And you go crazy. <laughs> Everyone else has to be like, oh, geez. It's hard yeah. to go back to like, yeah, but anyways, Fresh Prince is a fantastic show or whatever. <laughs> that's, that's who I was dressed as, as my disguise. <laughs> I, but I, and I hate it. And and I'm realizing now I used to be jealous of uh, all my peers' accomplishments, and now I'm jealous of their attitude. Like I have so many, like Caitlin is the most positive person I know. And she's always like finding the good and, and always excited about something, even something so small. And I'm like, how do I do that? How do I go from flipping out in a car from missing a turn to just being excited all the time? I mean, not all the time, obviously, but like she can find it a lot and it drives me insane. Well, a few thoughts. One, it seems that you're probably contributing to that. You're bringing her some joy, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, you're something that she uh, ha- or someone that she has in her life that's bringing her amount of joy and calm. And maybe she wouldn't be as excited or happy if, if you weren't around. Right. That's a good point. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe take it as a compliment. Boy, every time she's around me, she's filled with joy. <laughs> Maybe I well, don't know. That, no, I like that. I, uh, you know how I take compliments. So this, this is where, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good point. I like that. Um, but also I do think that is, that's does feel like an improvement progress, not perfection in that you've progressed from being jealous of accomplishments of people to mental states, instead of being like, I want that, uh, you know, credit or that, amount, yeah. that physical thing. I'd like to be like that person. Now, what does yeah. she do? I mean, Caitlin's been on the show before. Yeah. Is, is she actively do it? Cause some of it's parenting where different people are different upbringings. You have different brains. You grew up in different right places. I think, uh, it might be, it might be like, uh, I think it is parenting, but my parents are positive people. So I'm not sure what it is. Maybe it's this up. I, she's from sunny California where everything's like, you know, great and everything. And I'm from Syracuse where it's not gray one day out of the year. So I don't know if it's that. I, I honestly don't know, but I, I don't know why I picked weather. <laughs> no, it makes sense. But also this is interesting because for the people that may not know you, which is everybody. <laughs> You make it sound like, like to me, I look at you as like the happy, like this is mind blowing to me. Like right. to me, you're the happiest go lucky chipper, like What's the squinty laughing, eyes, big smile, squinty <laughs> eye, um, you know, yeah, whatever. Like you're making it seem like the people that may not know you may, it makes it seem like you're, you know, Kevin Brennan or something like you're, you're not a curmudgeon angry guy. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I feel like I come off that way to people more often, but you're always giggling and smiling and squinting and <laughs> you got spot. You look like Jimmy Neutron for God's sakes. <laughs> I feel the same way about you. Not the Neutron thing more, you know, you're more of a uh, Bert. I don't know. I couldn't think of any other character, um, but uh, you're always happy when I see you or, or at least energetic. And it's always, it's never dull. It's never low, at least when I'm around you. Well, again, you're fun to be or you're nice to be around. Yeah. So you're bringing it's that great. up to people. Man, I, I, I think I'm bringing it now. Am I bringing it now? I'm, now I'm worried about my, my pie chart, chart here. I just turned more boss than, than, ever, than you've ever been. Dude, you're fucking pie chart. Thanks, kid. <laughs> You're a fucking loser. You're fucking pie chats. It's got fucking AIDS, dude. That's how thin it is. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I uh, That's good. I like that people uh, feel that way about me. I mean, around me. I don't know. I'm trying to... Maybe other people should bring it up a little then. Maybe it's... I, I'm carrying... When in social situations, my pie chart is big and they should pick it up. So I feel good. Well, Seinfeld had a great thing that he talked about in the um, comedian... Um, what do you call it? Commentary with my dear friend, Colin Quinn. And Seinfeld had a great thing where he said, and I completely agree with him. And maybe we've talked about this before also, but he said, the biggest disappointment to me in life is how few people are really enjoying it. And man, I completely agree. 
He's like, everybody's worried about something, their hair, their clothes, illness, whatever. And I was always struck by that, even when I was young. And when I was really young and into like teenage years and in my early 20s, I was always the guy that was like, never worried about anything. Then I got hit with anxiety and depression and stuff. Right. But it is striking yeah. how few people, I mean, really few people seem to be enjoying life. Um, and yeah. I've always had that thing where people are always like, oh, you're always up for something. You're always planning things and doing that. Oh, it's so exciting. I'm like, yeah. I mean, what are you, what are we doing here? What are you right. doing? What are you talking about? Of course, let's yeah. go. I, I never understood it. And I always found it uh, surprising and a bummer. I mean, like, I know, like, I mean, there are millions of people who just aren't even trying to have fun. It seems like. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's something I've always been chasing. I, I used to think it was from accomplishments. That's where I made, I think I made that transition where it was like, Oh, if I get this, I'll be happy. And we've talked about this. Like if I get this thing, I'll be happy. And you learn that after you get that thing, whatever it is, that that's not the case. And uh, I remember reading or hearing something where it was like, depression is when you think you'll be happy when you get a thing. And then, uh, Joy is when you're chasing getting better, like ch chasing getting better at writing jokes or getting better at a new skill or anything. That's where I I get more joy and become happier. But chasing the accomplishment of uh, whatever, another late night or an album that makes me depressed because it's out of my control. But what's in my control is getting better at a thing or getting better at being a boyfriend, getting better at uh, being a podcast guest. All, all those things bring me more joy. Pie chart. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> Is that me and I went up? Yeah, I think that was good. That was a good... You just added some blueberries. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> a real pie. <laughs> <laughs> it was crusty. Oh man. But yeah, I mean that those are the things I, I I'm trying to work on too and trying to this is something I've struggled with before. I don't and still and I don't know if it's along those lines too of I struggle with it all the time. My therapist always has to remind me of like actually taking time to understand and think about what you do want. Yeah. But my therapist is always like, "Well, what do you want?" I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, well, think right. about it. And I'm like, I, I don't want to. And it's been a roadblock in my career in life because I'm like, I don't, I have trouble thinking about the future because of anxiety. Right. I've always had a hard time working on a sitcom or dreaming about having a sitcom or a movie or something because I'm like, well, we're all going to die. Climate change is going to get us. I'll get cancer. My, you know, yeah, or whatever. Uh, right. Which is like crippling anxiety, which has affected my career in so many ways. And yeah. That's part of the reason I'm always like, let's go to the fucking amusement park right now. Cause I'm like, well, <laughs> we could do this right now where a lot of that stuff is a commitment to learn how to play guitar or to shoot a movie or whatever. Right. I, I think it's almost like, but using what you, what you just said is almost a way to is a benefit too, where it's like, I used to think, well, don't worry about that uh, album that you'll get to do someday. But it's like, I have to remember, no, I might, I'm going to die. So why don't I make that someday today? Why don't I do a little bit today? Let's make a step today. And like, I had to learn step instead of I used to be like, all of it will be done today. And that's where the dep depression set it in. But like, let's make those little steps and get those little, that joy of being creative. So that if one, you know, then you're, you're, you're sitting on something eventually, but uh, co combining my fear and your fear, I think is it's right in the middle. I think with our fears combined, we could rule <laughs> the galaxy. Yeah. Um, no, I, and I have that still now. I'm sitting. Uh, I was before I went to Seattle. I was like really depressed because, you know, I've always wanted to be a filmmaker. I wanted to be even more than a comic. I wanted to right. be Martin Scorsese. You know, I, I was like that was what I wanted to do. And the glasses. What's that you said? You've got the glasses. Yeah, and my eyebrow hair can get pretty wild. Um, 
but Hey, there you go. Um, I'm starting to think you don't know who Martin Scorsese is. But, <laughs> um, yeah. He's the guy in uh, Schitt's Creek. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I don't even get it. I've never watched. The show, uh, he's got the hair, eyebrow hair and the glasses. I'm blanking on his name. He was friends with John Candy. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, Eugene Levy. Eugene Levy. Yeah. Uh, well, that didn't work. Go ahead. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. I was trying to talk about my unrealized dreams. But... <laughs> Keep making cracks. <laughs> you got me too hungry for more pie. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I give your your rating on a one to ten is three point one five four. Oh, we're dads. Oh, you'll be a great dad. We should do a podcast together called My Two Dads. Oh my it's god, I'd love that so much. But we don't have kids. Still, uh, my two dad jokes. <laughs> I don't know. All right. But, by the way, that that shows from like fucking forty five years ago. It's not even. It was uh, the trivia team name on the. I did the last trivia. Oh, how was it? Well, we can't get into that. We got no. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but did you ever watch that? Show? You're too young for that show. I've never seen it, and I'm wondering. I have zero knowledge about that show. Was it about gay dads? They weren't gay but like i think there's a there was a lot of jokes about them be, that was like a big hot joke back in the day it was paul riser and another uh-huh. douche i can't remember who but they they weren't gay i forget i forget what one of them looked like i thought it was george michael he looked like george michael and for a long time i was like yeah george michael and people were like what no and then when he came out as gay you're like see <laughs> hey that's funny that all that all came together any any jizz for the two dads <laughs> What the fuck were we going to say? You wanted to be a filmmaker, just like Martin Scorsese, oh, more than right. you wanted to be a comic. That's right. So the week before Seattle, I was like in a horrible funk because, you know, I started writing when quarantine happened. I started writing this movie and I'm like 98 pages into it. And then I got notes and somebody was going to help me make the movie. And so I got really excited. I was like, I'm going to make this. Mo- I'm literally going to make a movie. It's going to happen. And I was like going through the show. And then he kind of... F- wasn't as into it and i was like that was my shot forget it i'm a loser so now anytime i watch uh, a film or read about Uh, film i'm like it's just a reminder of like you piece of shit you didn't do it you never did anything right it's like sure you accomplished this stuff in comedy but that was easy and uh, that was an easier road to do wow i mean that's uh i i'm sorry to hear that because i know how much film means to you so i i don't know if there i'm sure there's a way i mean to separate yourself because that's you know that's that'd be like if you did it off one set and said well i'll never be a comic right because i mean clearly you've had i mean (laughs) you probably had bad sets in your career and and kept going (laughs) You just shook your head no for people. <laughs> but that that would be a lot of people would be missing out on great stand up if you stopped at the one bad set. Uh, that's a good that's a good point and that's good advice and I appreciate it. Um and today I did make, I did shoot my friend Dan Hershon came over and we shot a web series. So hey. we were kind of laughing about it because we were talking about this. And it's about film, which is fun. Um, and we were kind of talking about this and it was funny because we're like, I was like, I was wanting to make movies. And you're like, well, you are making one right now. It's Man. a two minute movie and it's not whatever. It's not fucking taxi driver, but right. like, I am playing on camera and we're editing and making a thing for the purpose of entertainment. So it's not, I'm not, not creating films um, right and R- richard Pryor didn't do live in concert as his first set right so it's like there's stepping stones to everything that you do and uh i believe in you i've the stuff that i've seen you make already like the uh the facetime episode with uh robert kelly was i thought was great oh, and thanks. yeah so we I believe in you. Oh, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. We should make something together. 
I would love that. I, um, I, I would, that'd be, that'd be awesome. Um, yeah. So I've been making these little shorts that are silly and easy. At least it's something. And at least it's, it's creating, at least I'm going, well, I'm making something. And I made a couple of things with my niece and then she right. was really great and funny and, uh, which is tough. Cause I want to put it on YouTube, but then I'm like, I don't want to subject my niece and nephew to like, oh, she looks retarded. And then you're like, <laughs> I'll fucking kill you. You fuck. Um, I, and I'm sorry for leaving those comments, but like, it's, <laughs> it's dumb. But yeah, I think, um, that's uh, like, I did one, I've only made one sketch of my whole life and I was exhausted. So you really got to love what, what you do to make anything at all. Like I just, that's how you find out also, but well, that's what it is. That's what's hard about it. And I think I talked about this last week with Andy Haynes is like part of the reason stand up pursued it. It was, it just seemed easier. I'm like, all right, I can write some jokes in my notebook and right. then tonight. I'll go to a bar and then hold the microphone and say them. Whereas yeah. a film, it's like, you got to get a, a script and this continuity and you got to pay for a camera right. and to edit it. And you got to get people to come and they have to memorize yeah. it and you can't really pay them. And it's, it's time consuming. So it is, a lot more difficult and more risky because you got to put some money up to really make something. Yeah. And, and, and I, it's funny, stand up is now like that. You are writing with no way of knowing uh, what it's like. Like we don't get to do that. Even that part anymore. At least I don't. Yeah. And well, you've been on the road though. You've worked more than most people. Right, right. I'm on, the, I'm on the West Coast time still. That doesn't make sure. sense. That would make it earlier. <laughs> um, but you've been working a ton. I want to talk about that with COVID. How are you doing? Because last time we did an episode, that was pre-COVID, right? Pre-COVID, pre-late night, pre-every... I, or no, I was that was after my late night. But like, yeah, it was pre-so many things, uh, mature, but... Pre-pubescent. Uh, <laughs> um. How are you doing? You're on the road. You open for Brian Regan. You're just yeah. out there working. You've been tested 150 times. Yeah, I get tested constantly. Uh, it's been good. Like he and he and you are the only people that have given me opportunities since this has started, really, that where it's like you're in front of people and getting to do what you like the whole reason I live here and everything. But uh, it's been good. And uh, it's made me practice. And we've talked about this. It makes me practice gratitude. It's like most people are complaining. Oh, when we get back, there's going to be half capacity. Maybe the audience is going to have masks or I'll have to wear a mask or be in a glass booth or whatever. I am grateful for whatever opportunity somebody gives me because I miss it so much. I I was so sad when I was gone and uh, it's been great. I'm so happy to be back and, I wear a mask. I'm as safe as I can be. And I'm fine with all that. Yeah. And you said the test is much easier now. It used to be the yes. brain scan. They <laughs> fucking jammed a, a pole. It's like a Q-tip into the, into the brain. Yeah. And so now it's just a little swab, right? Yeah. It's, it's in the inside of both nostrils and uh, it's, it still feels weird, but it's not like you got to, you're, you know, grabbing the woman being like in pain. Grab her by uh, the pussy. <laughs> um, so let me ask you this about COVID because you get tested all the time and that's just for precaution or for your own safety. What, what, what's going on there? Why are you getting tested so much? I'm getting tested uh, to not be the problem. Uh, so I guess it is for precaution and for, I think I'm last on the list of reasons I do it. I do it precaution. So I'm not a spreader and two for other people. Like I want, I want to be able to get more work and I also want to be around people and not hurt them. And then obviously my own anxiety. Yeah. It's interesting because I have not been tested, but I haven't had any symptoms or felt uh, the need too much because I just went like, do you ever have the feel like I flew to Seattle Mm-hmm. And went straight to my friend's house with his permission. I was like, what do you think? I mean, do I, and he had the, the take of, he said at this point, he's like, I don't care if you're tested positive and you're coughing, come here. I need to be with my friend. Like I can't, I don't yeah. want to go a year without seeing family. Right. Of course I wasn't coughing and I'm just, I feel safe, whatever. 
But when I fly from New York to Seattle, I get upgraded to first class because I'm a fucking baller kid. And there's nobody immediately next to Sarah's next to me. We're in a pod. We wear a mask the entire flight. There hasn't right. been too much. Um, seemingly, it doesn't, I haven't heard any stories of big spreading events on airplanes. I no. keep the vent on. They're very quiet. They're not crowded. When I land, I'm not thinking, I just picked up COVID. This is crazy. I hope I'm not doing it. I go, I'm fine. It seems like most of the spread is coming from over 15 minutes on top of each other, inside, indoors. Uh, yes. That kind of stuff. My thinking is I don't, I never feel it's the one it's f- funny. I'm less nervous on planes than I ever was in my life. And I've, I'm usually pretty scared of flying. And now it's like, Oh, this is the safe place. You can't get COVID on here. Right. Uh, at least that's how my brain works. I, I'm getting tested one because my mom has MS and it was kind of the similar thing as you and your, your friend, I went and saw my parents and I'm like, I need to see my family. My family feels the same way. I'm getting tested because of my mom, but uh, I'm not doing anything and I don't feel anything, but also you hear those people that are asymptomatic and my anxiety goes, well, if I'm any guy, it's that guy. I'm the guy that's not going to know that he's killing everyone. And that that's how my brain works. And, um, the time it gets the worst is when I'm around people that aren't, uh, that are, that are reckless. And we've talked about this, the people that take their mask off immediately when they're around friends, it's those people that lose the, the security around close people they are close with. And that's when I get nervous. Yeah. I've stuck with my theory that everybody assumes people they know don't have it. And people they don't know do have it. I mean, everyone yes, that and I, I know- but people in the middle, I think a lot of the people in the middle of the country, it seems to me, don't think anyone anyone has it. <laughs> yeah, care. I shouldn't say the middle of the country because that's painting with a very broad stroke. Um, there are lots of people. Yeah, they're, they're everywhere. I mean, there. It's like, uh, yeah, anybody that's loose about it, I'm the most nervous around them. Yeah, it's interesting. I guess I'm somewhere in the middle because, like, I had Ari and his girl came over here and we hung out inside and my friend Dan came over today and he shot a thing here. And I went to my friend's house, but I'm not, and we've done indoor dining too. I was at the cellar and had dinner, but again, you know, it's, it's quiet there. And also in New York, uh, I, we shouldn't go too deep into COVID because people are just hearing so much about COVID. I don't want to get too right into it, but let's uh, talk about the election <laughs> in New York. Um, you know, we're testing under 2% too, which is right. the barometer. I mean, that they use it as a barometer. That's how many people have it. You're like, I mean, that means 98% of the city doesn't have it. And, and masks yeah. seem to keep people pretty safe. So, um, but anyways, I want to keep it in, in the, the realm of um, mental health and anxiety. So it seems like you're doing okay, at least with COVID in that you're, you're traveling, you're taking your precautions and you're getting through it. You're not, a hermit stuffed in the house, freaking out. No, I, and I, I'm grateful for that. I, I attribute that to therapy, meditation, and and friends who have anxiety like you. Like when I see people that I'm similar to uh, being strong and doing okay, that gives me hope and that kind of stuff. So that makes me feel good. Um, also, I know that being inside uh, would not affect, would not help my mental health. I got to get out there and, you know, do things. Uh, I can't sit in front of the TV all day. It it makes me guilty and nervous. Yeah. Well, that's, what's interesting. We'll see what happens now as we head to winter and it's surging like crazy. There's a hundred thousand yeah. new cases a day, whatever. But, but I, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to, like I said, get too into COVID, but it seems like again, in New York places where, Seattle too, where they're wearing masks indoors and, and keeping mm-hmm. it spread. It seems like we're doing okay in those places. So, yeah. And I did, I just opened for Brian on his special. It was a f- full crowd with all head masks on. And it was like, Oh, this is, if this is what it is for a while, we could still do it. Yeah. That's what I said. Like, let's, let's adapt. And I even think maybe, you know, winter comedy could be a thing. Like, uh, I said it somewhere, but I'm like, originally at some point people must've thought 
no one's going to come to an NFL game in green Bay in December. What are you insane? Right. And now it's sold. You can't get a ticket. Yeah. So yeah. Eventually you just go, yeah, we're doing cold weather comedy. You got to wear thermals bundle up. We'll have those little fire things. Yeah. And that's how we're fucking doing it. I mean, people go to the AFC championship every year, which is usually in new England. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> two and four. Um, I don't know what they are. I think they're two and four or two and five. Maybe, maybe they're two and five. It doesn't matter. Um, I mean, you're asking the wrong guy. Yes, I certainly am. I mean, guy is a loose term. Um, but what, so what's your um, meditation like? And are you doing better than when you were on the fifth episode of the podcast? I, uh, the pandemic, I took, uh, my meditation schedule took a blow. Um, I would think it would get better. I thought it would too, but then uh, we got a cat and then once, you know, that you're getting up and it affects your schedule and all that. And then I for it was having a hard time sticking to the schedule. So I'm back on the, the meditation train and feeling, feeling better. Um, still love it. I'm going to do it after this. So I, I love meditation. I'm glad I'll never stop again. I, I noticed a huge dip in my mental health when I stopped. So I'm Same. glad. Did you use the waking up app? I, I, I got you it. a free month. Oh yeah. I'm on it. I, and I listened to the talks as his voice alone is, is soothing. <laughs> it's, it's very good. I mean, there's hours of talks that I've blown through now. So I have to start re-listening to some, I guess. And did you sign up for the moment? Cause now they do a moment. I didn't do the moment. You got to go in there and because once a day it, it hits you randomly. Mine's just sitting here burning a hole in my pockets. If you don't <laughs> listen to it, maybe I'll play it. I wonder if I'll get sued. Play it. Um, I don't know if they'll sue me, but um, the, um, and I've given him a lot of free promotion. I imagine he won't, but they give you a thing that once a day you can, you can set the hours between 10 and 10 or whatever. It'll just pop up. And if you don't click on it, you miss it. It's over. Oh my God. But if you click on it, you know, it gives you, it's a minute long or 30 seconds. I'll play it and see if play it play. Okay. I'm tapping. It might be Sam Harris. If you're listening, don't sue me. It's 70 seconds long. At some point today, you will have a, can you hear this? Can you hear it? Okay. People can hear it. To something. You'll feel a sudden burst of anxiety or anger or shame or some other negative emotion. Prepare yourself now for this ambush. Imagine that your life is a video game. And at this level, in order not to die, you need to utterly relax and become deeply curious the moment a strong negative emotion arises. And every second counts. You wanna catch this change in your experience as quickly as possible and then penetrate it fully with mindfulness. And you're not pushing anything away. Right? On the contrary, you're experiencing whatever you feel as fully as you can. There should be no resistance. Allow yourself to become incandescent with anxiety or anger or shame. But don't get distracted by your thoughts. Just notice thoughts as thoughts and return to the feeling itself with interest and compassion and then see what happens. And then blow your dad. <laughs> um, hey, Sam, don't sue me. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. That misdirect got me good. Um, I, that was uh, something I could have used on the drive to soul cycle, but uh, that's amazing. Well, so you got to sign up for it on there. You go on there and click yeah. settings or whatever. But folks, I, first of all, how funny to have that play in the middle of um, this podcast. It's like if you went and saw a band and then like nine songs in, they just stepped off the stage and like Pearl Jam came out, played alive and then just walked back off the stage. And then we came back on. <laughs> and everyone's like, that was weird. Oh, like it's these two better. dorks again. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but anyways, it's, it's really great and helpful, but it's the best app in the world and you can get it for free. And, uh, I just do a ton of free advertising for, uh, this guy. Um, so good, but anyways, that, that I, is really good. I hope we don't get shut down for using it. Well, just say you don't own the rights or whatever. Isn't that, that like the magic wand on that kind of stuff? What? 
Isn't it like when they use music in a YouTube video, they just say, I don't own the rights to this. And then it's allowed to stay on there or something. I'm not sure, but here's the thing. I think about 58 people listen to this show. So <laughs> I think we're probably going to be okay. Just don't rat us out to him. And uh, well, they're, they're all great. Those the 58. And I think it was a great advertisement for the thing. It was a great advertisement. How are we glossing over how great the, the advice was? I think here's why I'm glossing over because I listened to it in the middle of the show. I wasn't fully paying attention. I was looking at my sound thing because it was going up. I was thinking about getting uh, sued. So what, what did he say again? He said, uh, at some point you're today, you're going to experience a extreme, uh, negative feeling like anxiety or anger and, uh, take this ambush, which I thought ambush was the best wording ever for it. Ambush alert. Uh, but uh well those okay whatever i had to prepare for it now prepare for it prepare prepare for this ambush and don't let the thoughts describe uh distract you experience this this extreme emotion and, and take it as a, like a video game where the only way for you to live is right. to just ex- experience this emotion. And uh, I think he said panic. something and not panic and, and, and be curious about it and, and uh, be mindful to, to penetrate it with mindfulness. And I remember similar to what I was saying earlier. Yeah, really. It, it, it was perfect for what we were talking about earlier. And I thought that was extremely poetic um yeah it's great and that's what's interesting about all this stuff is it becomes you just need the reminder it's always the same advice in all this shit if you read um you know pema chodron or um sam harris or Nhat han or anything kind of buddhist or stuff like that it's all the same message essentially you just have to keep reminding yourself and maybe say it in different ways with different metaphors or whatever but just keep it in mind it's a lot of acceptance and mindfulness and uh also i keep looking at this book again how to break up with your phone highly recommend that how where are you at with your phone social media doing great you recommended uh social dilemma i watched it and uh it scared the hell out of me and uh turned off notifications on my phone i'm hardly hardly on it to the point where i'm nervous i'm not on it enough to to um keep the interactions because we are in a profession where you need to have some sort of presence. Um, but it has been a nice relief to yeah. be away. Same. I bought, I just bought this. I'm trying to show the camera. You can't see it. I bought a digital clock to go next to my bed an alarm oh, clock, wonderful. clock, to keep the phone outside the bedroom. And I think I'm going to have to start doing that. I might have to buy a watch and like a compass or a mat, whatever the fuck, all the stuff, not a compass, <laughs> but all the stuff to replace to go back to that the phone replaced. Um, yeah. So now I just have a clock next to my bed instead of let me look at the clock. Oh, Jason Canner texted me. Let me respond to him. Oh, let me just check right, my Instagram right. real quick. So having the phone outside of the bedroom is good advice. And I'm going to start doing this. You can put up an auto response text like, hey, I'm driving right now because so much of the anxiety and reason to check your phone is uh, who am I missing? I got to get back to people. I don't want people. Yeah. So you can start putting this is stuff that Catherine Price talks about in the book is put an auto response going, Hey, I'm recording a podcast right now. Hey, I'm taking a break from my phone right now, but I'll get back to you as soon as I can. So people don't think you're. Oh, them. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. Good, right. Cause that way people, you just respond to me. Someone goes, Hey, what are you doing? Hey, I'm not taking texts right now, but I'll, I'll get back to you. Oh, that's incredible. I want that right now. Yeah, you can I do that. To... It's on your phone. I think there's an auto. I, don't, I haven't found it. I don't know how to do it, but it's on there. You can do an auto text. And then there's an app she talks about called moment that you can put on your phone that when you touch your social media, when you go to open your social media, it takes 15 seconds to open. So you just sit there waiting for Instagram and you go, ah, fuck it. I don't need, it lets that urge go. Uh, So those are all helpful tips from this book. That's so great. Oh my God. This has been the most inspiring. Your, your pie chart is still thicker. No, you've got a good pie. Now, Sam Harris has the thinnest piece. (laughs) He's got like a pube. That's right. I beat Sam Harris. Yeah, he stinks. Um, So now it's weird, too, because we did this podcast. I feel great. I feel like we had this conversation. 
But Feels now so we're going to hang up and go watch fucking the returns come in and freak out. But I know I, uh, but I got to say, and I missed you and I feel good to, to see you and talk to you. So this is great. I'm, yeah. I'm going to hold on to this feeling. It's already a win. And I wish we were working together this weekend, but you're, you're working with someone else. I know I'm, I'm opening for uh Caitlin Palufo in uh, in Bloomington uh, at the comedy attic. If anyone's in the Bloomington area, go watch Caitlin and Steve. Yes. Uh, fantastic comedians. Great couple past guests. Steve's the first two time guest. Yes. And, I'm so uh, honored. I'm doing gigs too. Tonight I'm in Middlefield, uh, Connecticut with Sarah. We're both working with our, our wives this or Hey, wonderful. And then next week I'm in Royersford, Pennsylvania again on Wednesday Man. and then Millersville, Pennsylvania on the Friday. And then uh, Gillette, fuck, I always forget it. Gillette Stadium has a little comedy club thing. Oh, wow. In it. Yeah, it's not in the state. It's a restaurant that's there. <laughs> It's a bar, um, but I'm stick with you, but <laughs> day after Thanksgiving. So shave money and uh, <laughs> oh, that was awful. I make a good dad. Um, well, that's Steve Rogers. Thanks so much, Steve. And I uh, hope you have a, a safe whatever. Yeah. Stay safe, day. buddy. And I, I hope to see you soon. Yeah. In I person. You, I love you too. All right. We'll talk soon. Mindful Metal Jacket is hosted by comedian Joe List. Produced by Joe List. Edited by Matt Kleinschmidt. Executive producers Robert Kelly and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button Podcasts. 